This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. I'm your host, Brandon Pham, and with me, a special guest, Daniel. How are you doing, Daniel? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Your sound is coming through, so I am happy with that. Uh, this is a special episode. It's at Art Boost, where we kind of dig into our guest's special project to look at the processes, the techniques, the workflows that will be helpful for you listeners and viewers out there uh, on your own projects, personal and professionally. Uh, Daniel, this is part of the podcast before we get into it, where I ask you, our guests, uh, to talk about yourself a bit, a little bit about your past, present, and future. Well, I am uh, Daniel Martinger from Sweden, and uh, I studied um, game art for three years uh, at a very small school. It's well, It was a private school because I didn't get into uh, the better one in Sweden. <laughs> uh, which, which is quote unquote, like, what, what is this better one in Sweden? Is it like well known around the world? Uh, that's Future game. To the industry so i just tried it out well um did you ever have any uh did you ever want to go in media and animation movies or games was, has always been your thing i mean i um i was drawing a lot when i uh, was a kid and uh, even uh, when i got older but i never thought about uh, using that talent in uh, the work because I was think, thinking like uh, now if you chose uh, art as a career you're no, uh, not going to get anywhere so uh, so I, I was uh, working uh, in healthcare and stuff and but then I and I always uh, loved games and I'm playing a lot of games in the in my free time but then I found like a YouTube video on people like sculpting stuff and painting and and i was like hmm maybe i should try that out <laughs> that's great man so, yeah did you still were you still in doing 3d and all that stuff in the the medical field or was it completely a different you were no no a doctor that, or something uh that was uh like helping old people you know giving oh, them food and stuff wow, I, did, I didn't really career then oh, wow. yeah i didn't really know at the time what i wanted to be but I actually I quit my job actually, and I told my father that, okay, I'm going to be out of work now. Uh, can you support me? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, okay, well, are you going to study? And I was like, yes. So I was uh, sitting at home, trying to learn stuff and apply to school. And it's uh, a solid yeah. dad, man. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. yeah. And you said you only been doing it for three years. All right, I got to switch to you. To what I'm seeing here. Um, so let's kind of look at your work. Like I came across and found you through through ArtStation. And um, the realism um, that I saw was, it felt like years and years of experience. And you're telling me you only been at this for three years? Uh, no, I, I was studying uh, three years, but I never really went to school. I sat at home and 
learned by it. <laughs> they didn't Obvious. have teachers and yeah. uh, stuff all the time. Uh, but five five years I've been at a company. Mm-hmm. That's that's insane, man. Uh, but um, I've never uh, switch uh, switched to other companies. I've been at the same place all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's talk about this particular scene. Um, you you kind of lean into realism. Have you tried any other style, stylistic? Any what games are kind of like your general inspiration? Um, the thing is, uh, at work we are. Uh, right now we're not doing full realism it's more like stylized uh, combined with a bit of realism uh, we have a trailer out called metal helsinger mm-hmm. it's a beat matching game uh, where you shoot to the music and stuff so at work i do more i have done more uh, imaginary stuff so in my free time I, i'm like okay maybe i should pr- practice some realism in my free time because at work i do uh, other kind of stuff you know Mm -hmm. so i'm just practicing uh, stuff like this in my free time i want to check out this engine when i I saw the commercials about lumen and stuff path tracing yeah let me show this so the good people out there know Is, is this the game uh yeah so uh, th- this like uh, it's different from what I do in my free time. So what what kind of games growing up uh, was a major impact to you? Where you were starting to consider maybe this could be a career path. I feel like everyone kind of has that one game. Um, it's hmm. hard to choose. Uh, I like uh, Battlefield and Resident Evil games. Okay. Um, I, I really got impressed of um, Resident Evil art. Uh, and, uh, Resident Evil 7, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's hard to shoot just one game. Yeah. But the Resident it's... Evil series is kind of like something that you grew up loving always. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. I I started playing the first Resident Evil when I was like six years old. I played with my brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then we we bought uh, Resident Evil two and three and four. You know. Yeah, like I've been like Resident Evil. I've always been such a trendsetter. Um, you know, starting with Resident Evil four, it created the whole Gears of War third person action over-the-shoulder genre, basically. Uh, With 7, it it kind of really flipped, you know, what a typical Resident Evil game is, uh, really leaning into... That's the one with the inside the house and and everything, right? Yeah. That got really creepy. And then the remakes lately have been amazing. Um, Uh, Remakes? Yeah, the Resident Evil 1, 2, 3 remake that they they made for now-gen has been extraordinary. Um, yeah, yeah. So I can definitely now see where, <laughs> where you, at least your, your person are, like I can definitely see where, how it can live in those type of environments. I, I, um, I created like a horror inspired scene in unity first. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, that, that scene was pretty dark and stuff. And uh, when I started this, I was like, no, I need, I want uh, a lot of light in my scene this time. And I actually started this in Unity at first. Uh, but uh, I switched to Unreal. Mm-hmm. It was going if... to be a part of the house, but more destroyed. But then I changed direction entirely. <laughs> Is there a... Well, it seems like now you're you're more into unreal as an environment artist as a 3d artist have you been finding it easier to use funner to use what is one of the key differences that you prefer one engine over the other well in school and uh, at work we have been using uh, unity and uh, i've been i've been working with Unity so long so 
I thought that in my free time I need to learn some new stuff. So switching engine, it's, uh, it's good for me to evolve. Uh, and also when Unreal 5 came out, I got more interested. Yeah. When I saw all the new tech stuff. And <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I really like the, this engine. Uh, it seems uh, very user-friendly for uh, artists, mm-hmm. real artists. Yeah. So let's talk about this scene here. Is this uh, based on any reference? Is this kind of like, what's the inspiration behind this particular scene? Well, I um, found a picture before when I when I want and knew I wanted to create a basement type. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found uh, this picture, and I liked when uh, the light was coming into the room like this. I wanted to push lightning because of my my project before was darker, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, Unreal and stuff. Uh, so the, the plan at first was to make it more like this, like uh, more rough and uh, uh, more kind of destroyed but uh, i didn't really have the time i was i, I had to think about time the time frame i didn't want to spend uh, too many months on this project so i like i uh, transformed it a bit and looked at other references or wood carpentry uh, places do you find time boxing is something that you learn over time to kind of finish anything was this something that you developed uh, on personal projects uh yeah you really developed that over time i mean in the beginning when i started in the game industry uh i always overscoped stuff like oh i could do this in three days but <laughs> i had no idea <laughs> uh, so yeah you learn over time uh, i mean my first project uh, in unity it was really overscoped. I I wanted to create uh, the whole villa. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean the whole house, a bedroom, kitchen, and everything. But I realized that if I'm going to do it this realistic, it's going going to take a lot of time, and maybe I get tired of it mm-hmm. and get stuck in the project too long. Is there a particular time frame where it keeps your interest? Like you're like two months is as long as I want to spend on a side project. What is I mean, it, um, yeah. it depends on what project is. Um, in this project, I wanted to, because it was my first time uh, using Unreal, uh, then I thought like, okay, I should only use like base elements like uh, metals, wood, and uh, maybe glass somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, basic uh, stuff just to go over the basic material types. So I didn't want to get into like complex shaders and uh, uh, yeah, uh, crystals or ice. Mm-hmm. That's it, that uh, with ice and crystal stuff, you need to uh, know more about the shader editor and stuff. So I want to start pretty basic. I mean, it's wood and uh, bricks, stone, metals, and yeah. Um, my my next project will be a bigger project. So there I know I'm going to sit with it maybe six months. Mm-hmm. How long did this one take, the one that we're looking at right now? Well, it was after work. So after work from time to time in three months, maybe. I started this uh, the Christmas 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if I did this full time, personal projects it's less time mm-hmm. you have a very interesting approach so you think about the materials first before you block anything down so when you look at the uh, references you think about kind of more like well, the result. Yeah. well in this uh, particular project I had to uh, I need to know what I I'm going to focus on. I, I mean, I didn't want anything to be too complicated, you know, mm-hmm. um, because uh, I mean, I didn't even know Unreal's UI when yeah. I started this. I was like <laughs> just pressing buttons and uh, watching tutorials. 
<laughs> to learn. So, yeah, so I kept it small. It was basically this, this shot and behind this, it's, uh, it's like empty. Do you mind flying around so we can see the guts behind the mask? Yeah. yeah. And the, th the thing is, uh, I need to warn you though, because the, uh, the project is not set up for Lumen, so it's pretty broken right. in Lumen right. right now. But I can switch Lumen if you want, but just uh, so you know, it's going to look ugly. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I think uh, we all know. Uh, you can turn on the a tricks. Yeah. spotlight inside here too. So uh, a lot of stuff is, uh, I have been experimenting a lot. So, yeah. uh, I mean, behind you see, it's mm -hmm. just empty. It's cool. Yeah. Details. I love the and little, there... you know, word car uh, carvings that you got lying around. Are those uh, decals or how did you build those little? No, I don't, don't have to think about using decals and stuff like that uh, because I uh, <laughs> this is not going to be optimized or anything so these are like meshes oh I it could be so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh my could. god they look so yeah, good it, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. could easily be like uh, alpha painted and, you know uh, uh, I mean uh, let's see how did you go yeah. about making them so random? Did you use some kind of physics simulation or how, did you lay it out piece by piece like that? Oh, okay. uh, Little no, groups. I've been, yeah. yeah, I've been laying out pieces. Oh my God. <laughs> More uh, appreciation. <laughs> I mean, that uh, if this was a game, I, need to, I would need to optimize this a lot. <laughs> but... Uh, why do I have? I don't have to think about yeah. that because this is just going to be art, so I can just push it. Yeah. Usually, you start from there, anyways, before you optimize. Like, how do I make it look this good with some cheats? Yeah. You know? So, what was the 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 biggest um, uh, challenge of this that didn't completely stop you, but made you kind of at least? Um, stop to to figure things out that you're not used to besides the um, <laughs> uh, i'm not sure uh, i was pretty confident i mean mm -hmm. uh, i was pr i was pretty confident creating the assets and everything so it was really more about uh question marks about the engine and stuff mm -hmm. Um, How I, confident I do, you are now after this project, um, learning more about the engine and getting more familiar? Uh, I haven't had so much time with the engine since this project. Um, I, I started a new project, but uh, it's not that far yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I'm still learning and uh, doing it when I have time for it. Uh, at work, I'm used to... Uh, do a lot of different types of assets and uh, I've done a very much uh, very many different types of assets so I pretty much always know how to do stuff mm -hmm. uh, so I'm confident there uh, in terms of uh, texturing what what is it substance or like what's your um... Uh, yes, it's a uh, substance painter. I can uh, show you some stuff if you want. Yes, uh, please. Were these props kind of set up one-to-one um, -one, uh, unique texturing or did you end up using mask? And... Uh, I mean, they are uh, unique to textured in the substance painter and also uh, some uh, of the assets have been through a sculpting process. Oh so, like this workbench, I this uh, oh sculpted. Yeah, yeah. 100% sculpted. <laughs> That's good. Yes. So, it uh, like scratches and stuff. And do um, you 100% uh, start in ZBrush or do you bring it from Maya or Blender? Or 
Like yeah, I usually do the. Uh, I block out uh, in uh, Maya, and then I develop the shapes a bit more in Maya, and then I can take it to ZBrush. Um, it depends what I do. I mean, if I would create a statue or something, uh, mm -hmm. it's very complex of a human character or something, then I start in the ZBrush directly. But this I had to plan like, I, I had to check how, how this was built, you know? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea how a workbench is built. So I found this picture mm -hmm. and just tried to guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I mean, behind it, I didn't have to think so much because yeah. it's not going to be visible. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I made like uh, uh, pieces, uh, this piece, for example, I could uh, use here mm -hmm. where this box is. And here I made uh, two planks uh, and I could just duplicate those because it's got two sides. Uh, and yeah. With the wood fiber uh, and t uh, grain, like, were you using alphas? Did you hand sculpt it? Like, what were your go-to techniques? Uh, this is uh, like a combination. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I can use an alpha, placing an alpha somewhere, and then I go and flattening it out and taking the knife and like iterate on it. Uh, so it's always a combination by different alphas and shapes, and but mostly it's. Uh, on this, it's like very much knife stuff. Mm -hmm. The knife, uh, oh, man. I, I'm like kind of like a, a couple zebras behind, and when that happens, you kind of you end up being very behind. The knife is kind of like a new feature in the last two updates, right? Uh, is it? Uh, I I don't know. Uh, we like haven't had it for a long time, I think. I but there is uh, different types of knives. I mean, here I have a. Uh, okay, now I'm using mouse and keyboard, but <laughs> uh, are you a, a Cintiq guy or a Wacom guy? Usually, uh, uh oh, you mean, uh, yeah, you said you said setup. Wacom, you said Wacom, right? Yeah, do you use the tablet or do you draw right onto the monitor? Uh huh, and uh, no, it's a uh, Wacom tablet. I didn't know how to pronounce the uh, Wacom. I say Wacom in, in Swedish. I, I might <laughs> I might be pronouncing it wrong too. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I mean, can it's always combination between like five brushes all the time, mm -hmm. like to achieve this. Maybe you place an alpha somewhere, mm -hmm. and that alpha maybe gives you some inspiration yeah, yeah indication and you like smoothing it out you take the knife and you you go back and forth until it feels good i you mean always I, uh I, go ahead uh i kind of uh i mean all these assets are pretty rushed actually i mean i <laughs> they look good to me man like i yeah. always uh, <laughs> uh when when everyone's trying to always like kind of blunt the edges you know either wood or metal or whatever i tend to overdo it <laughs> like there's always like this language you're trying to kind of keep with when you're kind of um, beveling edges and stuff in, in z rush yeah do you base it off that feeling and, and reference you know it seems like you've done it for a while so you're kind of comfortable yeah i am um, every task i guess is like my uh Seabrush, Substance Painter. Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I can't just uh, upload it yet because mm -hmm. uh, we need to release the game first. Yeah, of course. 
It's uh, took a long time. Uh... What are your thoughts about the um, Substance just released their 3D model? It's supposed to blend in VR sculpting with 3D model. Uh... Have you ever played with VR sculpting before? Uh, no, I haven't. I uh, I don't have a VR headset. So, oh. any interest in that? Being able to kind of whip around these things with a VR headset. I mean, it would uh, it would be cool to have one, but uh, I <laughs> haven't uh, thought about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe if I get some money over, I can buy it. <laughs> Try right. it out. I'll get the listeners to send some money your way. <laughs> Uh, well, so we're looking at substance right now. Um, so how how what's your process in substance usually? Uh, laying down the base and uh, I don't think I can do a detailed breakdown about this because it's very messy files. I yeah, didn't ex- ex- I didn't really expect uh, to present this. So oh no need. Just like an overview is fine. Um, and it's a lot of layers with mm-hmm. like uh, uh, dirt and cracks. Uh, I can use uh, a generator sometimes to get help filling uh, cracks with uh, yeah. dirt. And uh, then I can mask, mask it out where I want it because I don't want it to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then it just looks weird if every single <laughs> yeah. uh, edge gets a color. Uh, but this this was, um, I mean, it was going to be very messy. Yeah. And uh, it had to look like someone had worked on it, you know. Right. So when I sculpted this, it almost almost uh, felt like I was working on it myself, you know, mm-hmm. creating cracks. Like, ah, now I'm taking my knife and now I'm taking my hammer. Mm. And <laughs> Yeah. What's your main advice for for those who are starting to, you know, texture uh, wood in particular? You know, there's so many ways to do it wrong, and you might not know it yet. You know, it just feels wrong when you zoom out. It's like, oh, this might be overdoing it. Um, what what have you found to work for you when 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 texturing and sculpting these things to to make it feel natural but not overdo it? Uh well it depends it's um actually wood is something i have been uh, strong, struggling with uh, myself uh i've always thought like the hardest thing to do is like the wood stuff mm-hmm. but i have like forced myself to try to learn it and try to do stuff with wood uh, what's it's, the main challenge but, yeah uh, I mean, if you overdo it, uh, the risk is that it looks uh, almost like rotten wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's very important to find references of what type of wood do you want. I mean, how old is it? And uh, I mean, this workbench, for example, uh, I think I found some pictures where how they looked as new. Uh, and uh, if you're going to sculpt planks and stuff, just find uh, a lot of references of what the type of plank you want to sculpt and then try to, yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, see, there's a lot of like different types of, I mean, this is almost rotten. Mm-hmm. So in wood, it's uh, you have very many ways to go. It uh, it really depends. Have you um, ever played around with uh, photogrammetry or any of that? Just finding old um, wood and trying to take pictures of it and upload it and all that stuff. Well, I uh, don't have a camera. Fancy camera good camera no so there is the that unreal did release like some kind of app phone app that allows you to kind of supposedly do a pretty good job 
mm-hmm. uh, transferring some of that stuff. Do you have curiosity in any of that? Um, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, it would be fun. Uh, I mean, uh, it would be nice to like travel mm-hmm. and like photo scan stuff in the world. Um, but uh, since I don't have a good camera, I have been like, oh, it's no idea. <laughs> I shouldn't do this. Or, I mean, it's a bit kind of boring uh, mm-hmm. to take photos with your iPhone and then you yeah. get sh- shitty results. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, in the future, I have been thinking about buying a fancy camera or something and then try it out. But um, I really liked. Uh, I really like when you create stuff yourself. It's a different feeling. Yeah, it's more intimate. I mean, if I photo scan something and used it in my scene, I wouldn't feel that I did something good mm-hmm. the same way. I mean, here I can feel like, okay, this, uh, this turned out good and I did this with my hands. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the crafting, I like the crafting. I I struggle. I'm a 3D artist as well. I struggle um, with um, sometimes not feeling like a real artist. I feel like uh, for me, I kind of describe myself as an entertainment artist where, you know, like I feel like most, I gather references from the internet, but I don't experience, you know, I make levels for a living too. And I don't experience these areas that I'm making, especially if it is based on realism. Um, like do you struggle with that at all do you ever feel like oh it'd be nice to kind of feel these workbenches you know obviously we're not <laughs> uh, it's not as obtainable for, for a lot of people it's easier to get an image but I f- being able to feel see take your own pictures I f- it, it, it really does feel like a big part of the process of being an artist that I, I feel a lot of us don't have usually, uh, or it, it doesn't matter as much just to get kind of like the entertainment out. Uh, I wonder what your thoughts are about that. Uh, I, I'm not sure uh, what you mean. Uh, like um, I call it like Google art, right? So anything that we want to create, we experience it through the internet basically right whereas um i think other mediums like a photographer right other artists they would go out there and experience these things and be able to kind of um uh express uh their art from their experience right so i i always struggle with um interpreting art from with other people experience because the person who took that reference upload on the internet and that's how me and you kind of are able to obtain those and and use that to recreate it right yeah so i feel like as an artist we're missing like a good half of that artistic process of gathering and and being out there and touching these things that we're creating in 3d you know what i mean yeah that's true that's uh i mean uh yeah yeah i think that too it would be fun to like go on a trip or something to take your own pictures and references for yeah. projects you plan. I didn't care as much before the pandemic and then the pandemic happened. It's like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to be out there and take my own references, you know, and experience at, these uh, locations and stuff. Yeah. At Quixel, they, uh, they're like traveling all, all over yeah. the world, I guess. Super jealous of those guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Photogrammetry. Yeah, to me, they're... It's funny, right? Because they're not handcrafting the props, right? As we do from scratch. We're kind of guessing um, from images what they would look like in 3D and the textural feel from the images. But they're out there actually touching these things setting them up taking photos but they don't do any craft obviously it's ready to go all right they clean it up it's yeah. very weird right you, not to have the whole process <laughs> uh yeah 
because I'm with you. Like there is something magical handcrafting these things, and under, you understand it more, right? I feel uh, with every crack that you put into something, every dent. Uh, and it's funny that you know with photogrammetry, you do get to go to these locations, you do take these pictures, you do feel them, but then you're not really recreating them. <laughs> you just the image is ready to go. You clean it up. Can't have yeah, both. that's true. Yeah, it's funny. Cause yeah, like look at this. This looks awesome, man. This uh, I just made in Maya, and then mm-hmm. in Substance Painter. So, how much uh, of an adjustment usually with Substance Three D Viewer is a little obviously a little different from the Unreal Viewer? Um, uh, how, how much do you have to go back and forth to kind of? make it look right in the final right part. now i'm using a post effects uh, a color profile for mm-hmm. unreal i see so uh, it should look have, the same yeah i've uh, i found this online and i was like oh maybe i should try it out but i when i texture stuff i um, have stuff already set up in the scene so i just update it i export it export it and just update it to see how it looks how much of a difference without the Unreal Profiler um, versus uh, the Unreal scene? Uh, Unreal Profiler. Well, what do you mean? Uh, uh, the profiler that you use in Substance, if you turn that off, how much of a difference does it look? Um, oh, uh, let's see. I mean... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's more a contrast here, but... Uh, better depth uh, yeah yeah so usually when you block out a scene in unreal you kind of get the lighting in there and everything do you play around with like base textures just to kind of have some kind of texture on there in unreal to kind of get a better feel of what the final product could be uh yeah i am uh... With this scene, I started to white box uh, the space. I uh, wanted to see early how big it was going to be. And uh, even these uh, shelves and stuff, I white boxed. It was just boxes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, then uh, sometimes I can color code uh, with materials mm-hmm. uh, the boxes, like uh, checking. Uh, like if uh, all these was boxes and yeah. uh, here I have a big box, white box, and box here, etc. Uh, I can color code stuff with like materials to mm-hmm. see, okay, here's brown, here's brown, here's brown. Oh, now it's a lot of brown. Hmm, I need to break it with something. Mm. Hmm. How is the wall going to be? That can't be wood either. No, no, it's too much wood then. So I was thinking maybe plaster or bricks and uh, and here on the wall uh, at the beginning it was like planks because I made it like it was a handmade uh, workshop but then I realized it's, it's too much wood still so maybe some metal I should put here mm-hmm. um, and yeah also get some colors in like this red and the green hose uh, this is like st- standard hose in Sweden. I don't know if it's uh, yes. yeah. in other countries. Uh, but uh, I mean, getting these type of colors in. Uh, and uh, even uh, this tool, uh, I put a blue color on mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to give some stuff, a bit of uh, color and Nice touches. Um, it's good contrast, and it feels very, very realistic the way you set it up. It is interesting how you start within white boxing within Unreal first. I think I'm kind of more used to starting in a 3D program and then importing it in, but Unreal has gotten so much better with its modeling tools. Um, that makes perfect sense that you would block it out in Unreal. Do you export those blockouts 
I, I'm guessing you get the dimensions. Um, I mean, when I was in the white box, uh, uh, when I was white boxing, I didn't do it for too long. Okay. Uh, I started in uh, Maya pretty fast after with assigned materials and stuff on the walls. Uh, but do you export those? And... Yeah, do you export those white boxes from Unreal to to Maya to kind of get a rough size and dimension, or do you just leave those um, in there for composition mostly? Well, I kind of knew the how many meters it was in Unreal, okay. so I just uh, put uh, those uh, values in Maya, and and uh, I made a shell mesh for the whole room. Mm -hmm. Maya. Um, this uh, brick texture, by the way, it's uh, sculpted in ZBrush. <laughs> uh, but I uh, placed like modular uh, bricks here mm -hmm. on the edges. Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, they didn't have, uh, I mean, when the Alpha came out, they didn't have tessellation, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I had to tessellate in the Maya stuff, but then I just decided. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I can place modular detailed bricks instead. It's cooler. Mm -hmm. <laughs> On top it's, of yeah. the texture. Yeah, it's catching the rim light. Super nice. How many and times these, did you... Go ahead. Well, uh, I was just going to say, uh, these labels... Uh, I didn't show them so much, uh, but they are uh, they're pretty detailed. If you zoom in, I wrote uh, <laughs> I wrote uh, the text uh, of it. I just found a can online and tried to see what it was written, and uh, had to come up with some fake companies. Yeah. But these, uh, I mean, I didn't finish all the assets. I mean, these uh, cans, they are from my uh, earlier project. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really finish those. I actually wanted to have like, maybe sculpt some uh, color. Mm -hmm. So like color meshes that I can put here so it looks more uh, rough and a bit more volume. Uh, but I was thinking like I mean the scene as a whole it's pretty nice so maybe I just release it now <laughs> um, the same with these um, brushes uh, they annoy me too because uh, I uh, was going to update them with real fibers that mm -hmm. would be cooler this is just baked right now Oh, it's just a flat uh, box and textures right now? Yeah, uh, but a little bit of geometry, so it's not too boxy. But uh, yeah, it, it would be cooler if it was like fibers, real, real yeah. fibers. <laughs> Expensive. Good over here. <laughs> Can't really tell from this distance, at least. Yeah, you know, as, as an artist, you always find uh, stuff all the time. Yeah, uh, that bothers you. But when other people see it, they're like, "Holy shit, this looks good!" And I'm like, "What? What does it? Okay, <laughs> nice. <laughs> they look good." So in this room, what what took the longest? Um, was it the workbench? Um, didn't take that long. I. Uh, Usually when I create stuff, um, when I have made an asset and it's done for texturing 
and uh, it's ZBrushed and everything. I usually wait a bit until I texture it uh, 100%. I often import it, create prefab and uh, make all the connections. And uh, when I start texturing, I uh, can like drag on a color or some metal, just base materials, just to uh, get out colors and stuff very quick. It's like a second second phase of white boxing, but mm. with like temp textures. Okay. So everything when I uh, made everything, the whole scene, the radio, and everything, everything got a color and material, but it didn't look good at all. It was just uh, it was wrong roughness values. It was wrong, uh, yeah, pretty bad materials. Then I go in after that and uh, really iterate on every substance file and just update it, see it how, how it looks in Unreal, then paint some more, then update it, and yeah, back and forth. Do you have a previous save of when it was just color coded? Uh, no, that's the thing. Uh, several people have asked previous. about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I. Maybe have some early. Uh, I yeah. think it, it can be deep in the, the computer somewhere, but uh, I didn't uh, expect to uh, present this. Get a so. VR set, man. Like, <laughs> you get a VR set, you can walk into this area real quick and take a look at everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really. Uh, it's a game changer, at least for environment artists like ours, being able to like make something like this and then put on a goggle and, you know, within Unreal, it's like a click of a button and you can look around as if you're standing there and you kind of notice certain things um, that you wouldn't notice on a flat screen. It's very, it's very cool. Um, yeah, that's, chance, yeah, that would be cool actually. Yeah, because like right here, you can like go go and and lean in towards your radio and look at the knobs and as if you're just walking around in this this corner. It's very. Yeah. It's, it really adds. I don't know. To me, at least, it was very like next level as an environment artist. Like, wow, I didn't. I never thought I could be able to do this to be able to walk around an environment I just made. You know. Yeah. Well, I have a good space for it here in my apartment. I live there in a go. one room, small room. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It would feel like I was inside this workshop. Yeah, it'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this looks, uh, looks so good, man. I like it. just the care that you put in the color in the individual assets. It's It's amazing how much detail you got on everything. Thank you. So have you ever experimented and I know at work you're, you're making like a very certain type of style, but um, sci-fi, any, any of these other genres that you've been like kind of itching to try um, to, to blend in kind of like this realistic modern uh scene that you have well uh, i've always wanted to uh try like uh, sci-fi or fantasy stuff uh but you know time <laughs> and you yeah. work full time so and uh, i was thinking about maybe put some more of that in my next project i don't know it's very early stage it's um i'm creating a like a church statues and stuff mm -hmm. oh wow uh, but i was thinking like hey, it's very overscoped and hardcore <laughs> it's a lot so it would be a lot of ornaments and stuff uh, but that project is because i want to show other skills i have like organic sculpting and mm -hmm. and but maybe i mix in some something unique there i think it's going to be a bit destroyed also 
like light coming into a church, moonlight maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you find inspiration in in movies more or in games when when creating art? Uh, it can be both. Um, I mean, if I I'm going to start a new project, I um, I look at references both from uh, films and games and uh, real life pictures. Uh, so it's really a combination, and then you like you find a lot of the, uh, a lot of references, and then you like combine these references in your mind to create your own uh, place out of it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, here I had a lot of different types of it. I mean, it's not this, but mm-hmm. it's not this either. This is so clean. <laughs> So, yeah, you you create a vision for yourself uh, by combining uh, pictures and you know on a mood board. This mood board is really small, actually, because uh, well, the project was pretty small and very straightforward. But if it was an imaginary place or something like that, fantasy, or uh, then I would have like. This would be filled by a lot of pictures, like moods and uh, different moods and lightnings and colors, and from different movies or uh, games. And, yeah. Is there a game that's out? Like, um, like for me, right? There's a lot of games that are out right now that are obviously pretty impressive. But I still go back to kind of Red Dead. Um, and still, every time I open up that game in particular, I'm just blown away. Uh, because I'm, I'm mentioning Red Dead because this this scene gives me a lot of Red Dead vibes. But, like, um, it's so expansive. It's so crazy uh, what they yeah. were able to achieve, you know, those Rockstar guys, but Red Dead especially. Um being able to walk into any building and it looks super good and then being able to kind of ride your horse outside for miles and miles and it looks good too like it's still um for me it's like it's unfathomable for me to kind of create a game like that from the ground up it's like these are professionals like when i look at cyberpunk and stuff it's like yeah it's cool i get it but it doesn't feel so impossible um, as Red Dead would uh, because it, it just takes so many people coordinated to execute on a game like that. Um, do you have a game in particular that, that makes you feel that way too, where it's like no matter how many years know. goes by, you still can <laughs> open it up and you're like, man, I can't believe they made this. Like how how, pot, how crazy. Well, I... Uh... I got uh, over 150 hours in Red Dead. Oh, so, all right. You agree I with played me. it like two times. Yeah. <laughs> on on PC and uh, on PlayStation. I have yet I... to finish the single player. <laughs> and I just fired up the uh, Red Dead Online for the first time like a couple weeks ago. And like, I was like, oh my God. Like all these people talking about the metaverse, this and that. It's like, this is the metaverse. I'm I'm riding with strangers with horses. Out in the Wild West. This is freaking... uh, It's that show. Um, What's that show? Um, Westworld. Westworld, yeah. This this is Westworld. Like (laughs) some random dude chasing me. Um, I was playing with friends and I was complaining about this one stranger that I met there kept like coming after me and he was all souped up all the best guns and he would kill me easily every time and I would respawn and within seconds he would just hunt me down like a serial killer and I was like what why won't this guy leave me alone and so I escaped on a train right I I, I hitched a ride on a train I stole it and I rode for 15 minutes right just out west just keep going and on the next train station that guy <laughs> must have rode his horse all the way to the next town and followed me he was waiting at the the deck for me and he just knifed me and killed me i was like oh my god 
It's like I never played online games like that ever, right? I, I don't think Red Dead Online gets enough uh, recognition for how crazy and ambitious that game was. Single player and multiplayer. Yeah. Still, to this day, it's like a five-year-old game, right? Uh, Impressive. Yeah, I feel like it's a pretty old game. Uh, Red Dead 2. Yeah, maybe. Time goes fast. Yeah. It was released... Well, um, uh, let's uh, see. 2018. Yeah, four years, dude. Jesus. Four years. Still in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think... Um, I mean, the reason why, uh, why I haven't started a sci-fi project is... Uh, it's like these rough environments. It's something about... It. Like Red Dead, the buildings with rough wood. and uh, Yeah. History. Uh, man, man, yeah, man-made stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. Sci-fi scenes. They're, it's, it's pretty like, clean, usually. Yeah, clean materials and shiny, maybe. And if I would make sci-fi, I would make it maybe something old, destroyed, uh, destroyed yeah. ship, like aliens have taken over it with, like, yeah, yeah or something <laughs> broken. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, I, I like rough uh, scenes or with uh, details, lots of details. Yeah, well, I'm looking at the scene and it's like, oh my god, this looks like next level Red Dead to me. <laughs> totally see this being in Red Dead. I mean, now it's rendered in uh, like 5,000 samples or something. It's very mm-hmm. low. Uh, I could render this in even more samples than I did when I put it out the uh, project but it took so long time i mean i <laughs> i would love to have like four gpus or something and then work <laughs> if there's a game out there kind of like being developed right now and this is hypothetical so hopefully your boss doesn't take this <laughs> as like a, a insult but if there's a game out there that you heard about, you know, that you would love to work on. Is is there a game like that for you out there? Is it the Resident Evil? Is it the Red Dead? Like, what what exactly wouldn't you mind working on for five years? Well, I'm not sure, actually. Um, I mean, for me... uh, tasks with a lot of variation and uh, different challenges are the most important like in some companies you get uh, hired and then uh, you're stuck with doing rocks for like 10 years or yeah. weapons <laughs> yeah that's not what i want i want to do some advanced stuff maybe I- i'm not the guy to hire to like create pipes or cancer stuff like that like specialties yeah yeah I, i'm i really like creating like hero props like maybe uh, like a hero prop uh, or god of war or something that would be cool mm-hmm. or or a, like tomb statues or something in uncharted or mm-hmm. to- tomb raider uh that's more the stuff i'm into mm-hmm. yeah, so it, it's hard to a company. I mean, where I work right now, I'm doing everything I want to. Mm-hmm. It feels really great. So mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, a lot of variation with tasks and stuff. What do you think um, is your next milestone as an artist, as a 3D artist um, that you're trying to achieve? My next milestone. Because um, I, I, I personally feel like you're you're able to hit whatever projects you have in your mind. It's gonna look great. Like technique wise, you're you're super sound. <laughs> like everything looks amazing. Thank um, you. I think if anything, it's just creativity. Um, you know, what, what is that next level for you? That were in terms of challenges. Yeah. Some people are uh, getting like uh, lead roles mm-hmm. uh, and, so, and stuff like that on companies um, where they attend on a lot of meetings and uh, 
you don't craft so much anymore, but you get a lead role and you can uh, decide a lot of decisions. But I don't really like that. Uh, I want to be better at what I do. Just be better and better and better. I If I lose the crafting, I don't really want to work on a game company. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I like. That That's why I I put so much time into it, in my, even in my free time. I mean, if I work eight hours a day, I'm still going in to my own project after work because mm-hmm. I think that's how fun I think it is to craft stuff and create stuff. So my next milestone is, uh, well, be better and um, yeah, just be better at the most of uh, most of stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it. Uh, it's nice if I would be the guy that people think like. Uh, I mean, they they want to hire me because they think my stuff is so awesome. I mean, I guess that's my next milestone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> wow, you are awesome. I don't think you need to prove yourself too much. <laughs> I um, need to put up some, uh, put out some more, more projects personal. and. It's gonna be endless, endless, uh, endless um, appetite. <laughs> I want to fill that art station. Yeah, with uh, nice stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll end it with this question, my last question, and it's always something I um, I try to ask for with every artist, especially uh, entertainment artists such as ourselves. Right? We're not, we're not. Um, doing art for the sake of art sometimes or we are being paid for it um what's more important um and you maybe this is depending on the situation is it speed or quality Um, if you had to pick one what would it be quality but uh this was more speed this project (laughs) (laughs) but i can create decent uh, nice stuff with speed also but i think it would look even better if i really sat down and focused on everything 100 percent. you'll be more um, satisfied with quality yeah yeah, i think so (laughs) your boss will be more satisfied with speed (laughs) get it out of there come on we gotta ship it (laughs) Yeah, it's always a it's a weird thing. Yeah. Well, uh, Daniel, I, I want to thank you for for sitting with me for an hour, um, and, and showing me your awesome work. Uh, it was definitely you know we go through those moments in Art Station, we click click click. You made me pause, right? Uh, looking at your stuff, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this looks amazing. I love I I just love how. You know, it's relatable and simple. I think that's where this piece in particular really is striking. It's it's very um, uh, textual, right? It feels like um, it, not just textual as, as as if I can just reach out and touch it, but sort of like I feel like I have been here before, you know what I mean? It's very relatable in that way. Um, yeah. And I just love how at the same time, it's simple and complex um, because you're, you're giving a, a lot of spacing uh, in how you place things. Like everything was placed pretty methodically, just going through uh, what you were showing us. And um, But each prop is freaking detailed as hell. <laughs> like you sculpt everything. Uh, and I definitely feel that um, when when looking at it, just the care that you put into this. Uh, and you said this is one of your speed projects. It's like, man, you're insanely fast being able to sculpt everything like that. Usually, it takes forever. Uh, so, good work, man. Uh, this is uh, kind you. of my 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 time to kind of shut up. How do people find you? Where can they get in touch with you if they want to follow you? Is it your art station? Is it your Twitter? Uh, this is where you can tell them where uh, to best contact you if they want to. 
Well, it's uh, Black Odin on uh, ArtStation and on my YouTube, uh, Black Odin Art. Perfect. All right. Well, we, as always, we'll put the uh, links in, in the description of the podcast and YouTube. And uh, thanks you, man. Uh, it was great uh, being able to talk to you and everything. Very inspiring yeah, thank stuff. You. Looking forward you to the next stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice to meet you. Have a good one.